I found with the Manic, which I've been really um, honoured to be, is that even when I changed clubs and even when we were going through tough times, these fans, you know, they they've never they they they've never um, they've never been hostile or even mm. turned on. I'd like to give a big shout out to the Hoodoo Gurus who have given us permission to use part of their song, That's My Team, as our new podcast episode intro for all of their music. And whenever they are going live or performing live, head to their Facebook and their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Be sure to give them a like and a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast and we've got a very special guest with us today. He's Manly's Head of Performance, Donnie Singe. Thank you very much for joining us here today, mate. Uh, you're very welcome, you're very welcome. Rightio, so I mean, let's get started. Um, the elephant in the room, you are Manly's Head of Performance. What are your thoughts on Manly's performance this year so far? Uh, look, I mean, with the way things are going and with the way uh, all the other teams are performing, um, or, or you know, somebody in my position, there's no excuses. You know, we're not we're not we're not performing, um, you know, uh, at our best. And injuries the, wouldn't help that. Well, look, injuries don't, but injuries aren't gonna aren't gonna shut your season down, mate. No, there's, they won't. There's other little variables around the edges, but uh, we we you know what we have to be better. We have to be better in all elements of our of our game, and we know that. And we and you know we're just pushing hard to, to, to make that uh, to make that difference in the last four games that we've got. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, obviously, ideally for every Manly fan, it'd be great to see Manly get into the finals. Uh, what are your realistic thoughts on how Manly will go for the last four rounds before finals? Well, for the last four rounds, you know, I I would uh, my realistic my realistic um, uh, view is that you know we, we should we should have those four games now. I, I could, that was also my realistic view of the last six games. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, so, that's fair. But, but while I'm looking at where we are um, uh, physically and mentally, um, and, and once again, I, I can't say it strongly enough, every other team, some of the teams are in worse boats than us. So you know, there, there's no excuses here. It's, it's, it's a game of performance, it's yep. a game of focus, and it's a game of turning up on the day, and, and we, we quite simply... Um, have to turn up on the day. And yeah, so like as in they're ticking all the boxes on training days, but just unfortunately not ticking that final box on game day. Is that what you're saying, sort of thing? Well, I, th- I think look, the, the 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 football gods they they smile on you or they frown. Mm. So I think every, every club would say that they're ticking the boxes during training. Um, there's so much you can do with the physicality. There's so much you can do um, with the tactical um, execution. And there's even more you can do, um, you know, having your head on on game mm. day. So yeah. I think that's something that any, anyone who's ever played the game out there is going to is going to understand. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and I agree with that tenfold. So, obviously, as we mentioned, you are the head of performance at Manly. How did that come to be? Because you've been with Manly for a long time, even before your stint with the Bulldogs. You were there for 07, you were there for 08, 2011, and obviously the years in between. What, like, yeah, how did you get started? You know, I've always been in sport. I came out of the military, um, ended up um, uh, be, being somebody who people enjoyed training with, turned that into a profession. Um, went from there, uh, my 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 just my pure energy and and, and the way that I um, would exercise with people, you know, I built a good strong reputation. Brought to the attention of um, different sporting groups. Um, got myself educated. Uh, took myself off the uni. Went through all the process. Um, definitely exposure, exposure to 
good coaches, good managers, um, other good operators in the game, and I and I really did um, move with them. So I went from strength and conditioning. Yep. Um, so I, I thought I so. Started an exercise instructor. Yep. Um, you know, right back in the day of aerobics and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And yep. Hung the tights up. Geez, I look great in those tights too. <laughs> Yeah. So hung those up, went into sport. Um, then from SNC as as the, 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 the natural evolution of that of that position mm. um, with leadership and uh, and process and experience and then became a head of performance which which oversees um, all the elements of the of the um, of the physicality of the site. No, that's fair, sorry, I'm just chewing some ice. Um, that's fine. It's a bloody warm day today and honestly it's it's a great spring day, but it's Honestly, out of nowhere, it's been 20, 22 degrees the last few days, and then 29 today, so, but that's a good, no, that's fair. Um, I was going to ask, because I, I, did, I did some research and noticed you were strength and conditioning before that, but I just wasn't yeah. sure what you were before, so if you don't mind me asking, which branch of the military did you serve in, and how long did you serve? Yeah, look, I was in, I was in the Navy in New Zealand. Okay. Um, I did about, yeah, I did about four and a half years or so there, and I... I I was in the sonar branch to start, and then I went to boats, which is small boats patrols. Um, did most of my time on frigates, on uh, on warships, and uh, and spent the majority of that career um, at sea, yep. um, New Zealand. Yep. You know, I know the joke. Yeah, we only got one boat. We were all squashed on it. But you know, um, that was that, that. That's where I did um, all of my military service, and then um, and then came out of there, went into Civvy Street, and and pretty much walked into. Um, what I walked into, but was was drawn into uh, exercise. I think that was the only thing that would stop me from uh, at that age, with that much fitness and experience, and and uh, and that that whole military attitude under my belt. I think it was the safest thing for me was to find a job that expended a tremendous amount of energy. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, first of all, on behalf of myself, thank you very much for serving. Um, and yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so it's you really did go from something you were loving as in that used all your energy to something that uses all your energy which is great and speaking of moving from something to something else you went from Manly to the Bulldogs with Des uh, what was the differences like at the Bulldogs obviously you and Des had that culture at Manly um, did you guys help try and bring that sort of vibe to the Bulldogs and you know how did it sort of go there because that year you guys you made know, the grand um, final yeah, actually, for a start, um, yep. no, I, no, I didn't go with Des. So oh. when in 2011, after we won that second premiership, yep. I stayed with Jeff. Oh, okay. And uh, Jeff and I and the rest of the crew would go on to another a grand final against the Roosters. Mm -hmm. And then... Sorry about that. In 20, no, that's all right. That's cool. But in 20... In 20 uh, a lot of people, even even people who follow the club, um, they forget yeah. that. But I know you were when, the dogs um, when Des was, though. Sorry? You were at the dogs when Des was, but just yes, not, I was. So when, so when, no. So he he'd already done four years there, yep. and then I came in for two years and uh, and and spent that time with them. So the answer to your question is, um, it, it was a different culture. But you know, the funny thing is, is that you know, footballers are footballers. Yeah. So so the content, the men, um, the, those players themselves, and the coaching crew, we all seem to have very very similar attitudes and and ways and behaviors and traits about us and how we go about our business. The culture as, a, as an actual club, I thought the culture over the Bulldogs was, was a great culture. Yep. I think they really do look at their, um, at their fans and at their process. They, they really do believe they're a family club and they really do have a strong attachment to, um, uh, to the communities. And, and with reflection on Manly, which was the only system that I had belonged to in the NRL, mm -hmm. um, the, the, for me personally, you know, my, my main um, uh, attention and my main focus is on the internal 
on the internal cultures. So I, I have to say, as a playing culture, um, it, it, would, it would be very hard to pick differences apart other than individuals from, yeah. from a, a James Graham, you know, to a Stevie Maddai. Yeah. The, the individuals are different, yeah. but the... But um, as the, the whole, it's, it's, very, it's very similar. Yeah, very similar. No, that's very cool. Similar. And I was, I was actually about to mention, um, you were the successful head of performance for two grand finals for Manly, 2008 and 2011. Um, I've, yeah. I've thought of this question and I'm not sure if it's a good question, not based off what you just said, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, in the 2008 and the 2011 grand finals, it was more or less a very different team, as in team lineup and players. Was there any mm. similarities and or differences between team of 2008 and team of 2011 and if so what were they that you could remember um no i no, you know what um we, we we actually were fortunate to carry quite a large proportion of our of our winning 2008 squad into that 2011 and you're talking about key like you're talking about a jamie lyon you're talking yeah. about stevie maddow you're talking about um you know uh, uh you know two two stewards yeah, yeah. But Brett you're also Clark, talking DCE that was new, and you know, and yeah, Warren well, and all that. And, and Kieran, they're all new guys, mate. They were rookies, you know, rookies. And 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 you know, so so what we had is what all the successful teams right now have. And mm. when the, when it comes down to this grand final, that's what's going to count the most. It's the old boys we that are giving the young boys. Yep. The foundations is yeah. uh, it's very similar. I've seen it in almost every player that I've interviewed that whether they were a young fella in the grand final that they won, they said that there was four or five old boys who'd been there, done that, bought the t-shirt sort of thing, yeah. and yeah. that were help guiding, you know, keep the stability, you know. Um, and do you think that was the same for both years, 08 and 2011? Uh, look, it was, and, and to an effect, it was the same in... in um in 2013, yep, okay. uh, the, the one we lost against the Roosters. But um, you know, it's uh, there's there's a lot to be said about the mental tenacity of a grand final side. And if you look at every every team that makes a grand final, if you go right across that line, you don't find many gaps. And those are mental gaps. Mm. They're not physical gaps. They're mental gaps. And uh, you take the Roosters in their last win, absolutely outstanding. Oh. And Croc, he's playing with one arm. He's running around there. But there's no mental gaps. Yeah. Those men. And then you look at Storm and how they played against us last week and how they play every time. Every man knows what his job is and every man is expected to carry out that job. Yep. So that like their own sort of KPI. It is a KPI, but it's also uh, it's also they have this very, very um, strong mental tenacity to um, they know what it means to be in the game. They know that if one of them comes out mentally of the game it creates a it creates a gap, a hole, a drop, and 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 they're very aware of that. And then once you get to that, you're talking finals appearances for for many years to come. Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. And what do you think? Uh, do you think Manly needs that adjustment? With do you think they they may be suffering from maybe a mental gap? I'm obviously not going to name names because I don't know who to pinpoint or whatever. But do you yeah. think that there, there is that mental gap at the moment? That's, uh, or do you think it's more so injuries that is unfortunately um, hindering Manly's season this year? Look, you're always you're always going to look at uh, at an injury, especially to somebody like Tommy Dvojevic. You know, mm. he's a big part of the team. He brings a lot, a tremendous amount of confidence, and and he brings a tremendous amount to um, the last phase of play. So. I, I honestly think that those men, they go out there every week, they go out there, they go out there to do their best, you know, but, but, and it's not so much mental toughness, it's more about 
if uh, yeah, we've had a lot of young players out there too. You know, a lot of people forget that. You know, like Cass and and, and there's quite a few players. Garrick's only in his second season, so. Yeah. Like I said, there's no excuses, but you just got to let things grow. And, and if anybody remembers when, when we came in in 2003 preseason, you know, in 2004, 2005, yeah, we crawled our way through. Mm-hmm. Last year we came back in one year, okay, and then the second year, yeah, we, we've had COVID, we've had a few injuries. Everybody else has had the same. So as far as I'm concerned, the race is even. But, yep. um, but like you say, well, like I, I, I alluded to before, if you don't have an equal amount of, of mental tenacity across the line, and whether that be inexperience or or a key player missing, you got you got to pay you got to pay the price for that. That's fair enough. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Um, do you feel any extra added pressure being the head of performance at a club such as a club as like as big and synonymous with the NRL as Manly? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we but well, we live on that stuff, man. We, we wear it. You know, like I've been on the arse end of many hidings, you know, and I've been on the arse end of uh, two grand final losses. You know, and there's nothing hurts like that, man. Nothing. And and you know, when we lost against Storm uh, in 2007, yep. you know, I can yep. remember my wife. She told me, "You you, you get over it. Or you're out of here because you are a miserable bastard, and you're just you know, and, <laughs> and you and and you're that deep, man. You're that deep in it. Um, but here's the thing." Is that what keeps me going? Is that you know, I I look in my department. I have areas that I know I can do better, and I've got great staff, really competent people. I've got smart people, you know. And every time a comment comes out about the team, um, you know, it mate, the only comment that matters to me comes from this. Yeah, I was going to say from the coach. I yeah. to say whatever because he's the most experienced man, and when he says to me, "This guy ain't moving well enough." And I got to make it move better. So the answer to your question is absolutely. I, I feel the pressure every day, but man, that's what I do. That's what I've been. Um, that's what I literally, you know, have trained myself to handle. Um, yep. Because I cannot go in on any one day with anything other than a than a professional winner's attitude. Otherwise, my men will pay the price for my lack. Yep. No, that's fair, and that's honestly very true because, as they say, it starts from the top, whether that's Des or you, um, and then it just a, it's a domino effect downwards. If, example, if say Des is feeling shit one day, you that may rub off onto you, then that may rub off from you down to down the line, you know, and vice versa. Um, and all it it's takes is <laughs> oh, fair, fair call. Then. It's not. Well, I mean, well, let's hope it stops with you. Um, it stops I mean, with me, mate. <laughs> um, well, speaking of um, Tommy Trevojevic and all that, we've got some questions from fans. And the first one is from yeah. uh, podcast crew member Angus. He's a devout Manly Tragic. And this is his question for you, Donnie. Yeah. Massive Manly fan, as CJ probably just told you. Uh, basically, my question is, I was just wondering, what is it like running out there with all the players on a massive occasion like Grand Final Day or even a semi-final or even like a club derby like Manly versus Melbourne or Bulldogs versus south sydney for example uh can you feel the pressure is there a bigger atmosphere also chrissy parsons says hi <laughs> thank you donnie <laughs> hello chrissy Jeez, i'll tell you what you, your voice sounds suspiciously like dce but anyway <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, but, but I've got to tell you, uh, that's, that is a great question. And, and it brings up so many memories for me about being out on that field and you can't hear a bloody thing. We used to, man, we used to play a brookie in the, back there in, those, in, in our heyday in that decade of um, dominance that we were yep. able to have with Storm. And, uh, man, we nearly had to take, take sign language of flags out there to communicate because yeah. they couldn't was hear it us. Was it like being in a nightclub or, like, even louder? Well, nightclub, they say, I wouldn't want to be in that nightclub. But, you know, I tell you, <laughs> the thing is, is that um, the atmosphere starts. Here's the thing. It's probably a bad word at the moment because it's associated with COVID, but this bubble, that's where we are. Like, I can be standing right at that gate and people will be yelling, speaking, even calling me, oh, whatever. I can't hear them because it's almost like you tune in in one, you have directional You hearing, get the tunnel vision for certain things. You do, you do. Players don't. Players stay expansive, but we're always watching. There are so many games where I didn't know the score oh, wow. at the end of the game. Wow. So many. Because I spent the first uh, 15 or so seasons, or four, first the first 13 seasons, um, as, as, a, as an orange shirt where I was doing all the uh, the medical and, and driving the engine. You're so entrenched. You're so in the game. You're so checking on players, making sure that everybody is aware of where they are. And then, you know, you just lose yourself. Next minute that whistle goes, you, you, sometimes you don't even know. And then a pot of sirens gone, you're like, oh, that was 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah. How'd we go? How'd we go? But uh, but other trainers would say the same thing to me. There are some games where you just, there's some horror games where you're just working so hard, moving things around. But it is, it is a great question because um, we are definitely one unit. When that when that warm-up starts, when when we get there, you know, we know exactly what it is that we have to do and we start working on the process to do it the best we can. And when you run out on that field, you do hear the crowd, you do feel the atmosphere, but um, but you're on, you're in it. You're, 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 starting, to, you're starting to shut down the non-essentials and focus yep. on what needs to be done. It's a no. wonderful feeling. It's an absolutely wonderful feeling out there. Wow. And does that go the same from just a regular club football match to a derby like Angus said and to like a grand final or is it like next level at like each time? For a player, it could be next level. For me personally, man, every game. Every game you get out there, it's on. Because everybody's worked so hard to get there. Every little box has been ticked. Every little percentage has been checked. Everything. And you're just so excited and ready to go. So so for me, it's a, it, that is the same. Players would say, obviously, I think players after a grand final would reflect on that. Pardon but me. as they're in it and playing it, I think it'd be just as uh, the same for them as, as, as pretty much any other game. It wouldn't be till the end, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and we've got one more question from a fan. He's actually so dev devout, he legally changed his middle name to Eagle. He lives down in Ulladulla, and he owns, in my opinion, the biggest. And he's actually currently in the process of renovating and having expanded his fan cave um, of manly stuff. Um, his name is David Eagle Rutherford, and this is his question for you, Donnie. Hi, CJ. Hi, Don. It's uh, Dave Rutherford here from uh, Ulladulla. Massive manly fan, and... Um, after a disappointing year, I'd, uh, I suppose you've got this question heaps of times, but um, Tommy Turbo, do you think he'll be over his um, hemi problem after this year? And um, hope he's right for state of origin. Um, I heard he's round back 19 
and um, yeah, any thoughts on any thought? Yeah, any thoughts on next year? And uh, go manly! All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, so um, so with Tommy, obviously that's a that's a massive issue of ours. Now, I, I do get that question asked all the time, uh, predominantly from guests. But you know, the thing okay. is, is that um, with, with <laughs> but with Tommy, you know, um, when you, when you have an athlete like that, uh, when you have uh, some, somebody who is who is sort of that important in, in your whole jigsaw, and I mean mentally as well as physically then you want to be really particular, especially at his age, that you're, that you're going to get him in the best physical condition that he is. Um, medical would have a much deeper um, prognosis and description of the actual um, injury itself. Mm -hmm. What we do know is that um, injuries to do with fibre, injuries to do with um, any growth element, you know, nothing speeds growth up. You know, so growth has to be taken over time. Yeah. Um, would we love to see him before the end of this year? Well, the problem is, is that once he gets cleared from uh, from from uh, medical, then he has to show us that he can um, he can he can handle the, the mm. levels of. He's got to get through that. training and prove that he. Yeah. That, yeah, and 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 that's one of the things a lot of people forget about. You know, so so um, um, at at the moment, all I can say is that he he is actually progressing in exactly the right direction. Um, however, I'll be very honest with you, you know, um, the way he plays the game and the speeds he runs and the game itself now with COVID and the changes, how quick it is, um, that's, that's the, 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 I was going to say million dollar question, but that is the question that we're looking at is, is can, can he we, keep up? Can we get him to, uh, you know, to a level of performance where he'll be safe and operating at that level? And he, he operates at a very high level. Hmm. Um, Origin, origins further away. Is there a chance? Well, I don't know because if he hasn't got enough football under his belt, mm. that, that he may not be up for selection in their mind, sort of thing. Well, what I can tell you is this, is that um, Tommy Trevojevic, you know, he, he he is heading in exactly the right direction. Yes, it has been a poor season by us, and that's no fault of Tommy's. No. Um, and yes, he is he is absolutely um, you know on target to be um, part of any plan off the back end of the season and, and going into our next. Um, you know, nobody feels it more than Tommy. He, he, he works so hard every day to try and get himself back. Now that's great. Um, honestly, that's so great. Let's go with some fun questions now. Um, what's your current beer of choice if you drink? Um, yeah, I do like a drink. I, I don't get to drink very often. You know, it's my, one of my rules is that I don't want to turn up at... Um, at, uh, at at work and have uh, a beer on my breath, and I certainly, uh, you yeah, know, when you start at the hours that we do, we just mm. jump straight into it. You can't really afford to be dusty. So if I do, I, I love ales. I love, um, you know what? I found this. Um, there's two really nice ales that I like. One mm. is called Angry Man. Okay. It actually makes it actually makes you a happy man, not an angry man. Okay. Yep. And, and the other one is the Lord Nelson. Wonderful beer. Beautiful, beautiful ales. Okay. Um, well, I'll definitely give them a try because I've recently oh, got onto oh, a. Pardon? I was going to say, we're sponsored by one. And, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and which ale is that? Well, I see I don't drink enough, but ah, I've forgotten. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, well, one of the pails that one of the pale ales that I've been getting into at the moment um, is Bolters. That's actually a pretty good drop. It's not too bad. It tastes like a, a little bit like a cider, but more grunt to it. You know, um, I don't know. It, it tastes pretty good. Uh, what? How do you like your steak? 
Oh, I'm a, I'm definitely, I'm a rare man. <clears throat> I'm oh, a rare, like okay. disgustingly rare, you know. So like so, still I mooing. Mean, I, 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 I have a brother-in-law who is, um, who, who is, uh, um, Brazilian. My brother-in-law, and we eat this, um, this meat. Nobody will really join us because we, but it gets salt put on it. It goes onto that, onto that heat. It's, it literally says, and we flip it, we start cutting. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. you know. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a mouldy thing, you know. It's a, I don't Possibly. Know. I mean, I, I, I like mine medium rare. Some like a blue, so I totally get it. Um, what show did you binge watch on Netflix during the COVID lockdown? I actually, you know what? I um, I'm more of sort of looking at movies now. Then there was okay. one show that I will admit in the last few weeks I did binge watch it was called Falda. Called what? Falda. Sorry. F a f a u d a. Falda. Yeah. It's it's about uh, Israelis and the Palestinians, which is a pretty sad affair, but mm. it's about that. And it was um, when I first started watching it, I said to my I said, "Turn this crap off! What is this? It's terrible acting. Um, it, it's it's been dubbed and it's it's horrible." But you know what? I ended up as I watched it, making a connection with the main character. <laughs> I watched all three series. Bang, bang, bang! Loved it. Loved wow. it. It's too real. Now that's awesome. Um, and speaking of um, very unfortunate circumstances, um, Donate Life, which is organ donation, Jersey Day is coming up tomorrow to anyone who's watching this episode. That's actually dropping. Uh, technically, it'll be Friday, so it'll be today when they watch this. Um, today is Jersey Day, guys. Um, as you can see, I'm wearing my Jersey Day jersey, and Donnie's wearing his Cook Islands um, World Cup jersey. Uh, Donate Life is basically an organization to help raise awareness of organ donation because there's a massive, massive waiting list for people who desperately need organs, everything from kidneys to eyes, believe it or not. I myself am a registered organ donor. My family do know. Um, so if you guys, if you can't donate, obviously, or put yourself down due to medical issues, by all means. Um, but just at least take the time to think... Um, about organ donation and potentially being an organ donor and if you are already an organ donor make sure that your family and your close loved ones you know like your friends or your significant other do know that you are an organ donor so then you can potentially save a life after you're done living on this earth uh donnie are you uh, an organ donor i am an organ donor yes awesome you that's even what? better they might be getting old and i don't know who'll use them but yeah, they're doing me all right. They're working for me at the moment, so that's good. Exactly. Could even go to science. You never know. Wonderful cause. Exactly. You know, I, I can't back it more than enough. Um, one of my mates who I went to school with, Matt Ikevalu, um, he plays for the Roosters, to anyone who doesn't know. If you've been living under a rock, he scored five tries in one game a few weeks ago, coming on as 18th man. Um, his close friend, I, I didn't know him, but he lost a close friend. Um, due to them being on the organ donation waiting list. Um, so it, it hasn't necessarily affected me personally, but it's affected someone I know. And it 100% has probably affected someone that you know or even someone you know personally. So again, people, if you aren't an organ donor, please try and, um, if you can, become one. You need to be 18 though. And it's just a simple form that you fill out and they send you a donor card, all that jazz. Um, let's see, uh, what advice do you have for any kids that would you know that after seeing so many players come through the ranks you know from juniors and all that um to make it in the big leagues one day as a player the the best advice i could give because i'm terrible at skills you know i can't catch and i can't kick it and i can't even throw it but what i can tell you is this if you are physically fit if you 
are on top of all your fitness in terms of repeatability, getting up and down off the ground, what will happen is this. You won't have to focus on that because you will be that. Mm. Then you can focus on your football. But if you go in and you're down at both levels, then it's going to be a long run. So my advice to you, Donnie Sims, the head of performance at Mounty Seagulls, is get fit, get footy fit, so that you can spend all your time working on your footy skills. Fair enough, because if you've already done half of the work, which is the being fit, then you only have to do half, you know, which is working on the skills. Like That's honestly a, a perfect perfect bit of advice. Uh, one of our sponsors, Sky Spark Electrical, asks, what advice would you give to your younger self, knowing what you know now, to go through life? You know what, I, this will sound a little bit uh, facetious of me, but uh, geez, geez, I've had a great life. <laughs> um, maybe, yeah, I'm just trying to think, maybe, uh, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe wrap Tommy up in Cottonwool a bit more uh, before <laughs> this season started. I, I honestly do not have an answer to that question. Um, uh, uh, you just feel very blessed for the positions that I, you've I, had. I, I'm very grateful for uh, my sons and my wife. I'm very grateful for... for the people in my lives who've supported me and, and given me these opportunities to, to be at my best. So, and I'm very grateful to the game because the game has um, has rewarded me for my loyalty to, to, to the game. So I, I'm sorry, it's a bit boring. I, I, no, I actually, that's all good. I don't have a, I don't have a question for myself. Well, I guess that means you've lived a life without regret and without regrets so far anyway, which is amazing. Um, is there anything you want to say to the Manly fans uh, after it's not necessarily a horror season because it's definitely not as bad as 2018. Um, do you have anything to say to address to the Manly fans and, and all that sort of stuff? Look, I, I, the only thing I would say is this. I, I would say that as, as Manly fans, um, you know, we expect a, a criticism and we, and we expect accountability to you. So, so I, don't, I, I never get angry about um, comments and, and even it, it doesn't bother me. What I, what I would say to the, to the fans is that I can personally vouch for every single man who runs out there on the field. field. They, whatever it is that you see on the day, whether you're happy with it or whether you're unhappy, it is the best that he bought that day. And, and that doesn't make you feel any better about um, the result, but it should, you know, it, it should make it clear to you that no man pulls on a man in jersey and goes out there without anything other than the intent to... Um, to win, to win and give 100%. And that's, and that's, what I would, that's my message to you. Be angry by all means. Be pissed off. I'm okay with that. But, uh, but don't question the, uh, the, the, the loyalty and the effort of the men out of the field because no one feels a loss. You, you'll come, you, you as a fan, you come nowhere near, nowhere near the pain that a player feels after a loss. You're nowhere near it. Because they, they feel tenfold bad in the sense of they let themselves down they feel like they let their team down and they let their fans down whereas you just you at fan whereas you at fan level uh, are angry pissed off as you just said um and and that's okay that's good yeah i mean that's it shows passion it it shows love of the club because because the other thing about our fans is that they truly are they they are amongst the most supportive fans in the nrl they really are like now i personally don't follow manly but I, as I said, I have friends and mates who do follow Manly, and it's, it's definitely. Let me, if you want to talk about um, family culture in the sense of they're a family, that's really what the Manly fans are. Because 
Obviously, everyone who's not Manly fans hates Manly, but everyone who's Manly, <laughs> as I'm sure you know the old saying, guess what? Manly hates you too. And honestly, that, that couldn't be any more true in the sense of the, the, the system and the, the fan base for Manly, they come together more so, in my opinion, than any other fan base. One, one thing I found with the Manly, which I've been really um, honoured to be, is that even when I changed clubs and even when we were going through tough times, these fans, you know, they've they've never they've they've, they've never um, they've never been hostile or even mm. or turned on. They've never I said mean, a bad word about you or Des. No, when, and no. they have every right to be angry about anything. And, and I, all I can say is that you know um, we'll, we'll 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 flip things around, throw rocks around, we'll look under them, we'll do whatever we can to, to bring you something that you can be proud of. And um, that's uh, I I I, you know, I can only do my best for you. It's, I don't have anything left after that. Now that's fair, and I, and I think honestly that's the perfect um, spot to end the episode.